0: So Rob, you said you wanted to talk about going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you know, I um, I had my physical recently, and everything was good.
1: Nothing, which was is always surprising, but it's kind of weird because my doctor's from the Netherlands. Uh huh. And he him being from Europe, he has no problem really um telling you that right away. Yeah. <laughs> always like, you know, you're a, a, a little heavy, right? <laughs> Yeah, I I know, Doctor. He's like, okay, let's see if we can do something about that next time. Are you
0: really sure that outfit flatters you?
1: (laughs) You know, you... uh, I mean,
0: as a medical professional. Could be worse. You could just look at a chart and whistle. It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance. Adventure mystery anything with an expired copyright it's time for another interrupted tale
1: hello and welcome to the show that usually ends another episode of interrupted tales the podcast where my friend and i take turns reading stories to you the listener while the other person constantly interrupts as always i am rob And I'm joined tonight by the Kirk to my Picard, Alan. How are you, Alan?
0: You know, maybe the Kirk and Picard to your Captain Archer.
1: Oh, come on, I can't even get Janeway.
0: No, you could get Janeway.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: This week we have a spooky tale
1: from the October 1937 issue of Weird Tales magazine. And it's called The Last of Mrs. DeBrew by H. Sivia.
0: Don't really have a comeback for that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Just making sure. And now it's
1: time to grab a drink and curl up in your favorite chair while we read you this week's tale. <laughs> Letty. Mr. DeBrew remarked, between long puffs on
0: his meerschaum. You've been a fine maid. You fought valiantly in the grout wars, and our bathrooms owe you a great debt.
1: Your support for the scrubbing bubbles really turned the corner of the Battle of the Rim. (laughs) You've served Mrs. DeBrew and me for most of fifteen years. Now I haven't much more time in this life, and I want you to know that after Mrs. De Bru and I are gone, you will be well taken care
0: of. I've been saving up all the loose change you find between the cushions and investing it in Apple stock in your name. By now, you're the proud owner of a stock of 10,000 apples all tucked away in various safety deposit boxes over the years. <laughs> Ooh, she can't wait to get her hands
1: on those keys.
0: No, I've... <laughs> oh, keys. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I may have forgotten. Oh, my.
1: Ah, the mind he stopped her dusting of the chairs in Mr. DeBrew's oak-paneled study. She sighed and turned toward the man, who sat on a heavy sofa, puffing on his pipe and gazing across the room into nothingness. "'You mustn't talk that way, Mr. DeBrew,' she said. "'You know you're a long time from the dark ways yet?' She paused, and then went on dusting and talking again. "'And me?' <laughs> I've only done what any ordinary human would do to such a kind employer as you, sir. Especially after all you've done for me.
0: Allowing me to do all those little things for you that you consider very beneath yourself.
1: That's the best thing that anyone could do.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, in matters of the hamper, there's always <laughs> a delineation. Between the hamps and the hamp knots. He's the, uh, the modern-day version of Bob Hoskins from Made in
1: Manhattan, just doling out wisdom about service. In Made in Manhattan.
0: Yeah, sure. You've seen Monster-in-Law, too, but... Uh... I don't talk about that. Okay. He didn't say anything, and she went on with her work.
1: Of course she liked to work for him. She had adored the kindly old man since first she met him in an agency 15 years before.
0: They were both getting their headshots done at the same time. It's what we in the industry call a wonderful meat comet. (laughs) Mmm, meat comet. (laughs) It only comes every 76 years, but damn, that's good eating. Boy, just the trails and the atmosphere. Oh, it smells like barbecue for months on end. (laughs) A person couldn't ask for a better master. Well, you know, maybe one who calls himself an employer instead, but... <laughs> just slightly, but, you know, you, you take what you can. But there
1: was the mistress,
0: Mrs. De It was she who gave Letty cause for worry. What with her nagging tongue and her sharp rebukes. And her bitch slap rapping. It's no wonder she gets nothing done.
1: <laughs> Busy. It was a wonder Letty had not quit long before. She would have quit too, but there had been the terrible sickness she had undergone and conquered with the aid of the ablest physicians mister Debrew could
0: engage. MMO in network providers. The, the very best. <laughs> Nothing but the best, MMO. The very best that's on the short list that I'm allowed to contact. <laughs> I found one doctor in the county. Alright. She
1: couldn't quit after that, no matter what misery Mrs. DeBrew heaped on her. And so she went about her work at all hours, never tiring, always striving to please. She left the study, closing the great door silently behind her, for old Mr. De DeBrew had sunk deeper into the sofa, into the realms of peaceful sleep, and she did not wish to disturb him. Letty! came the shrill cry of Mrs. DeBrew from down the hall.
0: Get these pictures and take them to the attic at once! I don't know why my husband thought it would be amusing to have all these pictures of me holding up the leaning tower of Pisa. And I certainly don't get this one where he told me to pretend like I was licking it. (laughs) There's no ice cream cone at all. In fact,
1: then, of course, she had to sit there for like six minutes while, (laughs) while doing it. And tell Mr. DeBrew to come here. Letty went for the pictures. Mr. Bru is asleep, she said, explaining why she was not obeying the last command. Well, I'll soon fix that. Lazy old man. Sleeps all day with that smelly pipe between his teeth. If he had an ounce of pep about him, he'd get out and work the flowers.
0: <laughs> He's letting the whole rhododendron harvest go to seed. We'll have to survive the winter on pickled daffodils. <laughs> chewy. They're too chewy. I don't like Chewy. it. Ah, oh, the 20s. Ah, oh, the migrant flower harvesters moving west. Always looking for the next Alstroemerius field. <laughs> Tell my grandparents, Matt. It's beautiful, really. Mm. Well, it's so it's, it's a storied history of America, Rob. <laughs> Several Arlo Guthrie songs. No. <laughs> No, so, whoops. Nope. <laughs> Several Woody Guthrie songs about that, I think. Oh, that's right. There's the uh, the Flower Harvesters of 76. The, this flower's your flower?
1: Sleeps too much anyway. Not good for him. She stamped out of the room and down the hall. and Letty heard her open the door of the study and scream at her husband, Hector Bru, wake up! There was a silence, during which Letty wondered what was going on. Then she heard the noisy clop-clop of Mrs. DeBrew's slippers on the hardwood
0: floor of the study. And the jingle of her harness as she neighed angrily. <laughs> Frau Brewer! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And she knew the woman was going to shake the daylights out of Mr. DeBrew and frighten him into wakefulness. She could even imagine she heard Mrs. DeBrew grasp the lapels of her husband's coat and shake him back and forth against the chair.
0: My wife... My torturer, my wife, my torturer, my wife, my torturer. Uh, Forget it, Alan.
1: It's Leisure World.
0: I think that's a new Joe McHale series. They're gradually putting him with different age groups. (laughs) They're going to find one that works, damn it. Yep.
1: (laughs) Then she heard the scream. It came quite abruptly from Mrs. DeBrew in the study, and it frightened Letty out of her wits momentarily. After that, there was the thud of a falling
0: body and the clatter of an upset piece of furniture. Mm, Probably the sideboard. They are very judgy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, you thought the china cabinets were bad. Now, the china cabinets, they just talk behind your back. Oh, yeah, they're catty. (laughs) Letty
1: hurried out out of the room into the hall and through the open door of the study. She saw Mrs. DeBrew slumped on the floor in a faint and beside her an upset ashtray. But her eyes did not linger on the woman nor the tray. Instead they focused on the still form of mister Debrew in the sofa. He was slumped down, his head twisted to one side his mouth hanging open from the shaking Mrs. Debrew had given him. The mere sham had slipped from between his teeth, and the cold ashes were scattered on his trousers. Even then, before the sea of
0: tears began to flow from her eyes, Letty knew the old man was dead. And that he had lived his life a quarter mile at a time. I feel
1: the need, the need to take a nap. Is that the right franchise? No, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> mixing it up, Alan. Mixing okay, it up. Good. Great. Nice job. Staying at a crappy hotel and mixing it up.
0: I hear Jennifer Connolly's going to be in the sequel. Is she? Yeah. Connelly. I did, well, I also heard that
1: Miles What's-His-Fuck is going to be in there, so I'm not very excited. O'Keefe? <laughs> How much O'Keefe is in that movie?
0: I can't tell you. Uh, no, you can't tell her? Miles tell her, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I... Yep,
1: it all worked out. <laughs> she knew what he had meant by the speech he had said to her, only a few minutes before. His heart," was a comment of the doctor who arrived a short time later and pronounced the old man dead. will go on? <laughs> he had to go. Today,
0: tomorrow, soon. Wait, what? <laughs> soon? <laughs> He's dead. What do you mean tomorrow? I'll come back tomorrow and... I'll give you a few hours to knock off a few things on his bucket list. I—I I bet you could still get on Space Mountain for one last ride. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm sorry. Did I say dead? Uh, he had to go. He had to go to the bathroom.
1: That's what I meant. Yes, that's a daily thing. <laughs> After that, he put Mrs. Debraud to bed and turned to Letty. Mrs. Debraud
0: is merely suffering from a slight shock. She tripped and her tongue fell right on a 9-volt battery. It's, we see it all the time.
1: It doesn't really hurt you, but the tingling? No one really likes it.
0: Hey. Hey,
1: Rob. Yeah? Yeah?
0: What would the audience do if we didn't alert them to basic facts like that? Well, first of all, I just want to tell the
1: audience, go find yeah. a 9-volt battery. Okay. Get your mouth moist.
0: Job 1. And um put your tongue to the uh positive and
1: negative. Uh...
0: I think we already had a talk with HR about not telling our audience what to do with their moist tongues, Rob. That's that's right. I uh I apologize. Okay. Great. Yeah. Good. I don't want to have to bring this back back up. So I, I really 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 don't want to go through the training again. Those videos Boy, here. I, Unpleasant to watch. Sure. Yeah. They were unpleasant to make. <laughs> it's a, a two man operation.
1: Hi, I'm Alan. You might know me from some podcasts as Interrupted Tales. And I'm here to tell you about Grab Ass. It's not right. Don't do it. All right. There's nothing more that I can do. When she awakens, see that she stays in bed for the rest of the day. He left then, and Letty felt a strange coldness about the place, something that had not been there while Mr. DeBrew was alive.
0: Perhaps the lingering specter of an energy-saving thermostat. Chilling. (laughs) Or heating, it depends on what time of year. (laughs) With the old people, it's probably always heating. Got
1: auto-fan on? (laughs) <laughs> she went downstairs and made several telephone calls which she knew would be necessary. Later, when Mrs. Bru was feeling
0: better, other arrangements could be made. Letty, have you ordered the bouncy house and the margarita machine for the funeral yet, you idiot? <laughs> Mrs. DeBrew is about to let it go!
1: <laughs> I'm a merry widow now! <laughs> She straightened the furniture in the study, pushing the familiar sofa back in place from where Mr. DeBrew invariably moved it. Then she knocked the ashes from the meerschaum, wiped it off, and placed it carefully in the little glass cabinet on the wall where he always kept it. Times would be different now, she knew. She remembered what he had said. You will be well taken care of. But there had been something else after mrs Bru and i are gone
0: yes after she's swallowed enough souls to retreat to her underground hollow and sleep the sleep of ages but when you're first eligible for social security but you do get more if you wait until hell freezes over okay <laughs> you should really deal. talk to a financial planner <laughs> letty could no longer hold back the tears
1: she fell into a chair, and they poured forth. But time always passes, and with it goes a healing balm for most all sorrows. First, there was the funeral. Then came other arrangements. And there was the will, which Mrs. De Bru
0: never mentioned. Mrs. Bru, I was just about to turn on your favorite radio program with, oh, uh, what's his name? Something Rogers? You know, the comedian with the lasso? Roy? Uh, no, that's not it. Um, you know he's got a lasso. Uh, Zorro Rogers? <laughs> lasso? <Yeah. laughs> yes, he, he lassos them in the shape of a Z. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he saved all those Mexicans. He was so nice. Oh, mercy. His things would have fallen into decay, but for the hands of Letty, always her dust cloth made his study immaculate. Always the sofa was in place, and the
0: pipe, clean and shining in the cabinet. Okay, so to recap her cleaning Mm -hmm. regimen, she does. One. She makes sure the sofa hasn't moved. Two. And she also makes sure the pipe hasn't moved. (laughs) Three. That's a busy day right there. Right. I mean, that takes up several minutes. There was a different hardness about Mrs. Debru.
1: No longer was she content with driving Letty like a slave day in and day out. She became even more unbearable. There were little things, like taking away her privilege of having Saturday afternoons off, and the occasional forgetting of Letty's weekly pay.
0: Mm, Yeah, just little things, like forgetting not to write notes that say you're a terrible maid on post that's scattered about the house. (laughs) So forgetful. Whenever she has guests over, she's like,
1: oh, my idiots will show you out now. <laughs> Once Letty thought of leaving during the night, of packing her few clothes and going forever from the house. But that was foolish.
0: There was no place to go. She was getting too old for maid service. Oh, nonsense. There's a very popular card game that tackles that whole subject. Uh, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> Got, okay. Got one card. What's it say? It says, uh, too old for maid service. Uh-huh. The, the other, other one says... The says... Oprah. An exploding vagina.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I won with that one. Besides, had Mr. de really said... Really, did she- anybody win with that one, though? <laughs> Not the person with the exploding vagina.
1: Besides... Had Mr. De Bru said she would be taken care of after Mrs. De and I are gone, perhaps she would not live much longer. And then one morning, Mrs. De Bru called Letty in to talk with her. It was the hour Letty had been awaiting and dreading. There was a harsh, gloating tone in Mrs. De Bru's voice as she spoke. She was the master now. There was no Hector to think of. Letty, she said. For some time now, I've been considering closing the house.
0: 48 years and not one offer this damn housing bubble. <laughs> it's vicious out there. I t- leave fresh cookies out every day. And then they come in and eat the cookies, but they never they never want to file a contract. <laughs> Maybe I should do something about the raccoons upstairs.
1: Well, that can't be it. Oh no, that's part of the charm. I'm lonely here. I intend to go to the city and live with my sister. So you see, I shan't be needing you any longer.
0: You'll be happy to know that my sister is also a lousy cleaner, so my talents will not be wasted. (laughs) Thank God. She'll still have someone to call names and be rude to. That's the life. They say you can't Teach an old bitch new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't, uh, I don't normally like to. Yeah, but. Uh, no,
1: but uh, that, that, it's a pun. That's a pun right there. I'll be leaving within the next two days. I'm sorry. Letty was speechless. She had expected something terrible, but not this. This wasn't so. Mrs. DeBru was lying. It was the will she was
0: afraid of. Letty remembered Mr. DeBrew's promise. Almost as if it was hinting at something, like a plot point. (laughs) Almost like it had come up every three paragraphs or so. I noticed. I noticed, and he kept the accent for the whole thing. That shows (laughs) commitment. She did not complain, however. Her only words
1: were, I'll leave tomorrow. That night she packed her things. She had no definite plans but she hoped something would turn up. Sleep would not come easy, so Letty lay in bed and thought of old Mr. DeBrew. She imagined he was before her in the room, reclining on the sofa, puffing long on the meerschaum.
0: Doing just jack shit, but, you know, in a real sweet, lovable kind of way, I guess. (laughs) That way that just old men can just sit there and you're like, yeah, you go. You've earned your
1: inactivity. <laughs> she even saw in fancy the curling wisps of gray smoke drifting upward upward it was sleep then with a start she was suddenly wide awake she had surely heard a scream but now and then as soft and as silent as the night wind came the whisper letty
0: letty letty remember Money will come and go, but family is what's important and excuse me, I think when I left my mortal body it sort of altered my voice a little. But of course of course it's me, Dom, Letty. Which I think you could I think you could get from the context of the words I'm saying and the chain with the cross on it that I'm clutching. And one the most important thing just you gotta tell the rock he's a busta. It's pretty glorious. It is pretty nice, isn't it? Family. Oh, sorry. Uh, Letty, I'm going to retire. This guy over here does such a great dom. Uh, I'm going to let him take over the ghost thing. Family. Okay.
1: (laughs) It drifted slowly off into silence, and a cool breeze crossed her brow. She suddenly felt wet with perspiration. She listened closely, but the whisper was not repeated. Then... Noiselessly, she got out of bed, stepped into slippers, and drew a robe about her. Just as silently, she left her room and walked down the hall to Mrs. DeBru's bedroom. She rapped softly on the door, fearing the wrath of the woman within at being awakened
0: in the middle of the night. What's she gonna do, refire her? <laughs> <laughs> you're hired?
1: Uh, no, no, and you're refired! Uh,
0: and also, I'm gonna need 60 years worth of service before I fire you again, okay? <laughs> No pay. You'll get it at sixty years. I promise. The uh, no Saturday evenings off either. Uh-oh. I don't care if it's who knows what's on television on Saturday. Oh, but, now nowadays, jeez, um, can't even wow. know. Canadian football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you miss your Canadian football league. I've told you, the
1: Alliwets are never going to win the... Oh, fuck, what's the cup called? Damn it. Damn it. Gray cup? The cold cup. <laughs> it's Canada. That sounds right. There was no answer, no sound from inside the room. Letty hesitated, wondering what to do. And once more, she felt that cold, death-like breeze and heard the faintest of whispers, fainter even than the
0: sighing of the night wind. Letty. And also, See You Again by Wiz Khalifa, softly playing in the distance. (laughs) She opened the door and switched on the light.
1: Mrs. DeBrew lay in the bed as in sleep, but Letty knew, as she had known about Mr. DeBrew, that it was more than sleep. She quickly called the doctor, and sometime much later he arrived, his eyes heavy from lack of sleep. Dead, he remarked, after looking at the body probably had a shock, fright,
0: nightmare, or something her heart couldn't stand. Uh, it's definitely not from this nightcap cocktail on her bedside that has the distinct odor of fabuloso mixed with Mr. Clean. First of all,
1: what is fabuloso, just for the record?
0: Um, Another cleaning product that you should not mix with Mr. Clean, Rob. <laughs> I've never heard of it, sorry. Obviously you've never heard of it or you would never forget that Fabuloso is a cleaning product. Is this something you only find in bodegas? Is there any other name that they could call a product that would make you remember it more than Fabuloso? (laughs) But how good is it at cleaning, Alan? It's bad. It's just orange (laughs) juice. It's no good. Well, that, that
1: plus uh, Mr. Clean could be pretty good. I don't know.
0: Yeah, sure, if you like chlorine gas. <laughs> I always thought she would have died first. Sorry, that's maybe a little too medical. I meant to say that I always thought that if there was a God who cared for us in any way, she would have died first. Huh. He's like Dr. House. He tells us like it is. And they're both addicted to pain pills. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the subtext here you're you're missing.
1: Oh, wow, this story. Mm-hmm. It's got layers. Layers. Letty walked slowly from the room, down the stairs, still in her robe and slippers. The
0: doctor followed and passed her, going through the door into the outside. Okay, so that Dead lady's just going to hang around here for a bit then, I guess. <laughs> I'm just... just the doctor. I don't handle the bodies. Okay, sure. So I'm just going to have a long night of sleep here with the old lady. Oh, yes. And if you hear any noises coming, it's just the gases
1: leaving her body. You know what? I'm not going to clean that up. <laughs> she walked as though directed by some unseen force into Mr. DeBrew's study. She switched on a lamp beside the sofa on which she had
0: always sat, and she noticed that it was moved slightly out of place. Wait, but that's one of her three jobs. You know, maybe, just maybe, she was a terrible maid. Oh my God, Mrs. DeBrew was right the whole time. No kidding. Why is she so awful?
1: the only rational explanation, Alan. But is it weird? Mm. It's a tale. <laughs> there was something else about the room, some memory of old days. First, she saw some sort of legal document on the table and wondered at its being there. The title said, Last Will and Testament of Hector A. DeBrew. It was brief. She read it through and found that Mr. DeBrew had spoken truthfully in his promise to her.
0: He'd hired a hitman to take care of her. Because it was a monkey's paw deal the whole time in this weird, weird tale that, no, like, I guess she just got some money or something. Yeah, probably. Maybe some, yeah. some silver. you know, Silver?
1: Yeah, you know, old people always give silver and china cabinets to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, old people and Romans seeking apostles to betray their prophet, yep. Both known for giving silver, yep. (laughs) Beside the will, wait, I wasn't talking, I was talking about silverware. People call it silver. Oh, okay. I'm not the crazy one here. I mean, some of us call it sterling, but (laughs) I mean. Oh, oh, once again, shoving it in my face. You had better flatware than I did growing up. Um, Flatware is not silver, Rob. (laughs) All right, we had sporks, damn it. We had to steal them from KFC.
1: (sighs) Beside the will on the table was another object, and she knew then what the something else in the room was.
0: Those sporks hurt. Well, yeah, sure, but... It's like eating with a, a, a wobbly rake. <laughs> it's like, do you want something that doesn't work as well as a spoon or a fork,
1: but has the promise of really doing both jobs?
0: That's a sport. Okay, Brian Regan, can you work on your sport bit <laughs> a little bit before before <laughs> I have to pay for it? <laughs>
1: oh, okay, okay. It's me, in the middle. Thank you, yeah. Good one. Beside the will on the table was another object, and she knew then what the something else in the room was. The meerschaum. It lay there beside the document, and a thin spiral of grayish smoke rose upward from it toward the ceiling. No longer
0: did Letty wonder about anything. Of course not. The pros always double-tap to make sure. (laughs) <laughs> the end
1: wow oh, that was uh that was something a ghost story without a ghost Yeah, I I know this was first in Weird Tales, but I think I read it reprinted in Almost Ghost magazine.
0: (laughs) Did the magazine of stories where a ghost almost shows up? The, uh, we forgot to turn the screw quarterly. (laughs) The magazine where every story ends two pages early.
1: (laughs) So, Alan, we, we heard a tale. What do you think the
0: moral of this particular story was? i think the moral is that the wheels of karma turn slowly but grind uh, damn these these wheels are really quite slow i can't actually tell hey guys are these wheels moving <laughs> it seems like they're taking many many years to move okay everyone stare at the wheels for a minute okay i can't, can't tell. tell can't nope. tell are they moving hold on i had to blink <laughs> what did you think the moral was rob
1: I think the moral is only be nice to people because that way their ghosts will be nice to you. And that's really the uh, only reason I do this podcast with you, Alan, because otherwise I know you're going to be haunting me forever.
0: When you die first. You are not in my will. You are not taken care of. Really? There were promises made, damn it. No, I said I wouldn't hire a hitman. (laughs) I can't afford that. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this
1: episode and our plans for future murders. And no, wait, never mind. Well, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Tune in next time and join us
0: for another exciting Interrupted Levy. Letty, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I, got, I get some laryngitis there. But uh, me and Han and Gal Gadot are racing, and I need some more Noss And uh, no, I keep telling you, Brian isn't dead. He's just on a beach or something. This is the universe. He's not dead. You got no? Okay, let me tell you about the timeline. Tail.